Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, joined alongside of uh, Vinny. How's it going, Vinny? Pretty good. How are you? I am good. Um, despite what happened last night, so uh, we're not going to waste any time. Let's get right into it. The <laughs> game two of Chicago versus Edmonton. Edmonton won six to three because of uh, Connor McJesus. He had a hat trick, just like right off from the get go. But you could tell McDavid after he had a pretty rough game one, even though he had three points. I'm pretty sure that he was just flying. Fortunately, he got left alone right in front of the net. Bofist lost his man, and McDavid opens the scoring. Doesn't make a mistake at all. Buries it 19 seconds in, and then he comes back, beats uh, Olimata. Not that uh, uh, that's the best skater, but really, you put any skater out against McDavid, they're going to have trouble defending against that speed of McDavid. That was just ridiculous. You can't even be mad. The Blackhawks, despite being down by 2 nothing, they came back. Patrick Kane got a goal. It was 2-1, but they could just... They were right there for the whole game. They just can never really get, like, uh, get ahead of it, I guess. They tied the game up. They made it 3-3. They were down 3-1 again. Ennis took a shot through traffic. Crawford didn't see it. And Crawford, eh, I don't want to blame the game on him, but it's just he didn't. He doesn't look 100% to me. And, you know, I'm going to get to it later, but the Blackhawks, they kept they kept battling. Slater Truku, who had a tremendous game. He was great at entering the zone. He got a goal to tie it, or uh, to make it a one-goal game. And then Oli Mata makes up for that, uh, getting burned by McDavid. He gets the goal, just trickles through Koskinen, and then it's 3-3, but then you take a penalty, McDavid. Even though it was kind of, he kind of fooled Crawford, it got deflected a bit. I still think that Crawford could have had that one. It was a bit of a weak one. And then the Bla- the Blackhawks could just never really recover from that. They finally tie the game when it was 4-3, but then coming into the third period, everything just fell apart. Crawford tries to play the puck behind the net, and James Neal just takes it off him 5-3. And then right after that, they just terrible puck management, and then Chase Song comes back and scores on a, like a scramble. So, yeah, and then that, that was it. 6-3 lost, and what are your thoughts on the game? Um, well, you hit it on the head. I mean, uh, Jeremy Colton said uh, – before game two that you know they knew the Oilers were going to come back strong and especially with the inarguable best player in all of hockey McDavid would be the first one to tell you that he did not have a good game at five on five in game one and as you mentioned his points all from game one were all on the power play so he got it started right away um and you knew he was going to bounce back strong uh I wrote down a couple things uh most notably, uh, Kajula and and with Crawford, um, but I think with Kajula being out of the lineup, it take not only does it takes the mojo out of that third line 
just the the overall balance in the forward lines in general, I think, takes a hit. And you saw poor. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, John Quenville comes in and he has no, he re, let's be honest, he really has no business being in the lineup. No. Um, only got like three minutes of ice time through two periods, um, <clears throat> and just had, didn't had no business being in the lineup. Um, what else I got down here? Uh, Corey Crawford. I mean. There's a lot of people really hating on him and blaming the game on him, and I think it's ridiculous. Uh, you talk, you touched on the goals that were scored on him. I personally think the o- the only goal out of the six that he stood a chance on was the one that he messed up. Um, even the one that, uh, like you said, the Mc- the third McDavid goal where it bounced in. I think it went off Carpenter and Keith went five I mean, yeah, it definitely took some bounces, but I still what, feel what, like he's gonna stop yeah. that though. I, I mean, don't know. What, what do you want? Yeah. I know, yeah, it's a weird bounce. I'm, I'm not sure. I think everyone has a different opinion on it. How much he could have really done there. Uh, the other two goals, I mean, it's the best player making an incredible move twice, uh, and th- the first one with the chip shot, like back bar. I mean, floating. Uh, Bouncing puck. What do you what, what do you want Crawford to do there? Um, the second one, he burns Mata wide after hitting the pucks. Like the puck is what at his knees when he hits it down, goes yeah. around him. Crawford, the timing's right. He's in position, still puts it upstairs right under the bar. Um, even the Ennis goal that looked like it was, uh, like a, I don't know, kind of a weak shot where he shoots it from the blue line. And it, when you look at it in real time, the puck, he shoots the puck and it goes, it, like there's a camera angle behind the net uh, and it shows the puck. It bounces right off DeHaan's skate five yeah, hole. And he screamed Crawford. And, and you, you, look, you look at Crawford's uh, body language after. He's like, it's like that when the goalie puts his hands in the air, like, are you serious? <laughs> like, he couldn't see anything from yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, Crawford is it's so it's evident he's rusty we all know that um but i don't know how you can really expect him to be vintage Corey crawford after he just had the coronavirus was quarantining missed most of training camp and and here you have it he's even for a guy that is that resilient as resilient as Corey crawford is that's a steep uphill climb to get ready right away but I think most guys under his circumstances, you know, he had, he just had a, another kid. Uh, most guys would have opted out under his circumstances, but he didn't. He's in there battling, and I'm gonna expect him to be fired up for Game Three. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how he responds because we we bring this up so often that Corey Crawford he's always responding in his career, and you wonder with everything going on, what's been going on for him the past few months, if that's gonna be the case. So that's gonna be a interesting storyline coming into Game Three. Um, I saw a stat, I think it was when they did best of five series back in the '80s that uh, like I can't remember the exact number, it's but eighty-six like percent I think when you win Game One to yeah, win. Yeah, so the Blackhawks have that in their in their favor but you know you got they got the last they get the last change because technically they have home ice because it's game three and game four and 
just seeing Ole Mata and Slater Cuckoo out on the ice against uh, Connor McDavid. As great as Slater Cuckoo was that game, Ole Mata just did not stand a chance. But really, who stands a chance against McDavid at that speed? I don't not think any, many, any defense. Many guys. No. I don't think any defenseman can stop that. It's just again, how do you get how do you get mad at that man? Like it's just it's just McDavid. You, there's not yeah. much you can do there. Um, so yeah, it's I think Colton once uh, gets Kajula back for Game Three. You know, he's. I think he's definitely going to line match hard. He's going to get that Taves line out against uh, Connor McDavid. I know he wants to play Kirby Duck against Drysaddle. We haven't. We've seen a bit of it, but not like all the time. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Kirby Duck plays against Leon Drysaddle if that's the case. And yeah, um, and you got to think that he's going to get Keith and Bogfist out there. And just the the defense looked rough besides Slater Cuckoo. And I know they would never do this, but I would love to see Lucas Carlson in there instead of Oli Mata. Of course, he got that goal, but he just. Oh man, he looks so rough out there, and I think they could use an injection of uh, youth in the lineup. And yeah, um, do you want to talk about some uh, other playoff games? Um, yeah, in a second, I just want to touch on. So for game three, uh, with game three coming up, there's a couple options uh, Jeremy Colton has to change the lineup. Um, I think they can. Uh, you saw a line of or we have seen a line of Doc uh, in the middle with Kane on the right and Debrinket on the left. Oh, yeah, by I, the way, Alex Debrinket was amazing. Uh, yeah, he was. He was, our, so he, was he was Kirby the Doc. best player, probably. Yeah. yeah, one of those guys. So I think... So, uh, now, for Jeremy Carlton in game, in game three, uh, potential lineup changes, I think uh, we've seen in the past uh, a line of Doc, Kane, and Debrinket on that second line. And... So I think that's an option for Carlton if he wants to switch it up. Uh, so obviously that'd mean you, you drop Nylander down to the third line or he takes him out. Uh, he did have a rough game, so I could see that happening. Maybe you bring in Brandon Hagel or Dylan Sakira and put that put him on that line with Strom, who would move down with Kajula. And, and then, like you said, uh, Carlson could come in for Mata. But I don't, I don't think, know if that'll happen. Yeah, I don't think that happens. But yeah, that'd be that'd be definitely interesting to see. So yeah, it's something to think about. Mm-hmm, definitely, I would like to see Carlson get at least uh, some act, playoff action in there. And uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other playoff games. Uh, what's what's happened? Is there any a series that you want to touch on, or like you've kind uh, of been watching? I think a, a game just finished. Uh, Calgary and Winnipeg, I believe. Yeah, I think it. Must have finished. I think it was six two. The last I saw it, it was right at yeah, the end. Yeah, it was. It's six two. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like Goudreau is uh, ha- having himself a good start to the playoffs. I, I saw he scored in the first game. Um, and Calgary now leads the series two one with that six two win over the Winnipeg Jets. Um. Also, uh, we could we could talk about uh, the Leafs. Yeah, so three nothing over the Blue Jackets. So in that game, scary moment. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin with an awkward fall, uh, and he so he hurt his neck. Obviously, I don't know. It, it was scary, um, and people are talking about cross checking and. It's just a freak accident. I don't think. It's yeah, it was. Fault. Yeah, but people want to. People are always like it just it gets blown up, right? Because it's such a serious incident. Um, the Leafs gave us an update saying that he is 
he's awake, he's all right, he can move his limbs, or like his. <laughs> and that's probably the God. best news from the Maple Leafs that game, even though they won. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that. I think I saw a thing, Jake Muzzin, now that he's out of the bubble, because he went to the hospital. Has to quarantine now. Yeah, he has to quarantine now, so it's going to be a... I don't know the exact time it'll take, but he's going to be out for a bit for me, even if he is ready to go. Yeah, because he's a big part of their defense. He's arguably their best defensive defenseman, which I I say he would, so that's a big loss for them, but obviously they got a big win, 3-0. They finally got past that brick wall known as Eunice Corpusella, Austin Matthews opened the goal scoring, and then... John Tavares scored on a breakaway, and then I think Morgan Riley Riley added an empty netter. So, yeah, I think I might have jinxed. Uh, I think wait, is it Corpusalo's been in net, right? Yeah, that's who's been in net. I think I jinxed him because I saw I was on Twitter and I saw like a tweet that said he made the first fifty saves. Yeah, <laughs> fifty saves of the series, and I was looking at the uh, uh, the stats from the game today and i saw the shots were like 28 to 8 and it was 0 0 and sure enough way better sure sure enough as i say that austin matthews opens up the scoring so i think i jinxed him but yeah that's crazy like that tandem of merzlikens and corpusalo could be deadly yeah from here on out no you definitely cannot pin that loss on corpusalo like you know he faced what Almost 40 shots, 39 shots, 36 saves on 39 shots. That's still really good. He definitely gave his chance to be in it for most of the game, but Columbus just can uh, convert like they were able to last game. So, um, honestly, for Toronto, obviously they had that uh, first game where they couldn't score any goals, but I like the way they're playing defensively. They really haven't given up much chances against Columbus, so if they can keep this up, I really think the Toronto Maple Leafs can uh, win the series they lost that game it definitely would have been over but this game was definitely <laughs> huge in the sense that they won and i honestly i think they can take the series now i was kind of on the fence about choosing them i was like maybe their skill will prevail well, but just when you watch that first game it's like holy columbus game of nothing but then they really got to columbus that game you'd think defense would be uh toronto's problem but it's been yeah, the opposite. it hasn't yeah um, definitely yeah uh, that's a, i mean i said i did say columbus in five i think i'm gonna stick with that but yeah, that's it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll see who who do who who's the uh, uh, who's gonna replace Muzzin because obviously I think he's well he's gonna be out for a while. It's probably I mean, Rasmus Sandin for them. Is he not? He's not in the lineup already. No, I don't think he was. Well, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna go Sandin because I think it was Riley, Cece, then uh, Muzzin, Hall, and then. Uh, Someone with Barry, I can't remember who it was, like Marinson or something. He might have been playing, and it just slipped my mind. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll put in Sandine or whatever, get him a chance in there. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, uh, yeah. Uh, what other games happened there? Carolina's, Carolina's on right now. Uh, yeah, they're close to the end of the second. If they win, they, they sweep the series. Yeah. And on, I thought I thought we'd see a bigger fight from New York, the Rangers. Yeah. But I, and I mean that just, just it's just crazy. Carolina, they're missing. I think we can agree a top five D man in the league. Definitely and should the, have been in the Norse conversation. Yeah, if and, he wasn't and injured. yeah, like yeah, like so. I mean that just shows like they're they're a really good team. And last year was no fluke. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they had an absurd. They have an absurd blue line for the. They have Slavin. 
Slavin. I don't even think Pesci is playing either, but they still have Slavin. Um, oh, man. Hayden Every, Fleury's in there. Yeah, Hayden Fleury. Um, Sammy Vatten, and they picked up at the trade deadline. <laughs> Jake Gardner's playing. Jake, yeah, Jake Gardner. <laughs> um, it's just the absurd depth that they have. You got your top pairing list, Jacob Slavin, and you can just put anyone in there. Yeah. They got, like, a bunch of, like, top four. And I know Joel, Joel Edmondson's in there, too. Yeah, that's just... I I can't really name it off the top of my head right now because they just have so many. I don't know if uh, TVR has been playing either. Yeah, uh, he has. He has been. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So there you go. They just have incredible yeah. defensive depth. They definitely prepared for it. And then yeah. obviously you got that deadly first line. Audrey Svechnikov. How about, gonna, yeah. And Tara Vinen score, uh, has the goal for Carolina. Yeah, Kreider I saw that. The, Kreider has the goal for the Rangers. Uh, Svechnikov with an assist. So, I mean, he's, he's absolutely flying. It's going to come uh, as become one of the best young power forwards in the game and yeah he's he's a really good player and beyond that you got jordan stahl who's just been constantly underrated he's been one of the better defensive centers for the past decade he just constantly gets underrated but i think he enjoys that role not getting much attention he just goes out there and does his thing and yeah just carolina it really wouldn't surprise me if they went a long run and if they even just get decent goaltending from peter mrazik which looks like they've got so far then Maybe they can go further than they did last year. We also got a couple other games that were played today. Um, the New York Islanders taking a two nothing lead over yeah. uh, over Florida with a four two win. Just as I predicted, and I think Islanders seems are win like four. seems like Panthers fans are just <laughs> dying on the inside. I think yeah. they they had a they were up two one I think, and then uh, Islanders scored three in a row. Yeah, I think Everly had two goal two of yeah. them. Yeah, he did. Uh, and then the other game that also finished 4-2 was the Predators over the Coyotes, so they even up that series. Yeah. And then tonight we tonight we have uh, Minnesota and Vancouver. Sorry, go ahead, Pierce. Yeah, I was going to say, I re- I'm really rooting for Arizona that series. I just want that yeah, same. to get kicked out early. Same, yeah. Um, but yeah, Minnesota-Vancouver as well, bringing that up. Uh, last game they won 3-0. Minnesota displayed an incredible defensive game. They shut down Patterson, all those top forwards. And again, I said this, I kind of underestimated Minnesota. They're very good defensively. They give Vancouver almost no chances, especially within yeah, they, the high-danger slots. And Alex Daylock was yeah. amazing in his playoff debut. Got a shutout. Yeah, I mean, like they just they kept him to the outside all night long, basically. And I think the high danger chances were eight to three for Minnesota. Yeah, and they just they just <laughs> the game was played in the neutral zone, and it was like the Minnesota just played great defensively. So yeah, and then another game. Uh, this was yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh gets even with Montreal, but man, Montreal is making it way closer they're, than it should be. They're they're playing stingy. They're like I mean, I guess there's something to say. Or there's something to be said about, you know, they know they don't have the talent to match with Pittsburgh, so they got to outwork them, and that's what they're committed to, and they're just they're playing a stingy game, and that's the only way they'll be able to beat them, and they also have to heavily rely on Price. I mean, he even yeah. played good that game too. Like it was three like th- uh, three on three goals allowed on 38 shots for Pittsburgh. And I think one of them was and that's. Another. Yeah, and he has like a 950 save percentage or something, or he did have a 950. Or, it's crazy. All right. Proving a lot saying, of people wrong. Yeah, right now. definitely. Uh, I thought it was going to be a clean sweep for Pittsburgh, but yeah. no. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we get into the Twitter questions? I know this is a pretty short podcast, but yeah. 
Yeah, let's get let's get to the Twitter questions. All right, so this is from our good friend Wally. Which, by the way, if you haven't uh, checked out our Medium publication, we write it with uh, Wally. Is one of the co-writers, and so is Charles, who's actually a part Panthers fan as well. Um, so Wally asks, "What are your keys for Game Three? What were your problems with Game Two? I'll let you go with that." Uh, so problems with Game Two. Well, we talked about. Um, well, we yeah, we kind of got into that, but uh, yeah. the big um, part is definitely one of the keys for so, game three. Uh, so for game three, well, with now with Kajula back in, they can just get back. They got they got to get back to rolling to four ro- lines. rolling rolling four lines, and they could, they'll be able to do that with Kajula again. Um, get that reliable guy back on the third line, and uh, get back to what they were doing at five on five. I mean. The Oilers, they came back strong and and as expected. So the Hawks, they got to get back to five-on-five play um, and dominate that way. Yeah. Um, keys to game three for me. One, they got to get the first goal. Both of the games, the Oilers got the yeah. first goal. Obviously, the first game, they... <laughs> They, after the Oilers scored the first goal, they came back with four straight. But uh, after they allowed the first goal, they, they even battled back. But the Gitches never really get ahead, as I mentioned earlier. And I think if they get that first goal, that would be huge for them in Game 3. And another key, a bounce-back game from Corey Crawford. Again, it's not his fault, like all his fault. But uh, you definitely want to see a game where he only allows at, at most like two goals and his batting in there so yeah and then another key is yeah again roll four lines stay out of the penalty box if you can yeah. stay out of the penalty box roll four lines i think they got a really good chance to win so uh yeah and this leads on to the next twitter question it was our last one and this is huge do you think the blackhawks win game three well i feel you know what i'm, I'm not too i'm not too stressed about yesterday um I, I we expected the Oilers to come back strong, and I never thought the Hawks were going to sweep them, by any means. I don't think anyone. Did. Uh, it, it was it was it was humbling for sure, to like because I think everyone was going nuts after Game One. Like holy cow, they, they look so good. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know what I do? I think I think they'll take as long as they get back to that dominant five on five play where they're cycling and. Just trying to keep McDavid, uh, like, just slow him down a little bit. You can't stop him, but you can slow him down. You know how you slow him down? Yeah. You make him play defense. Yeah, you, you get him in his own end. Cause he's Which not is what very, they did in game one. He's not very good in his own end at all. We saw that. So if you can get that cycle game going, roll four lines, and just bring the energy and be ready to go, I think the Hawks will take game three. I'm going to be a contrarian. No, I don't think they take game three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, if I'm, if I'm, if, if I'm right, then, or if they lose, I'm right. But if they win, no, then they win. That's, that's really my only reasoning. Plus I, it's just so close. It's, there's no, like, there's no clear favor. Obviously Edmonton is, but it's just Chicago could take it. Edmonton, it's really 50, 50. So I'm just going to go Edmonton. One of us is going to be right. And <laughs> if I'm wrong, then both they won. So, and if they lose, well, I'm right. So, yeah. That's that's my reason. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Corey Crawford. Um, if there if there's one guy that I'm expecting to be fired up and and pissed off for sure, it's going to be him. And I think we'll see his by far his best game yet in Game Three. I just want to say, what is your bold prediction for Game Three? Because I bold have one. Pr- bold prediction. Crawford gets a shutout. 
Oh, all right. I'll give you one. Kirby Duck, he's had three assists so far. I think he's been really good. I think he gets his first pl- career playoff goal in game three. Oh. <laughs> By the all way, right. we're, not, we're, we're not jinxing, all right? All right, we're not jinxing. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I just, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for the podcast. It's a really short one. It's just me and Vinny, the two Canadians, giving you uh, some uh, good podcast content. Um, again, we're going to be doing this after, after every Blackhawks game. Hopefully it goes uh, five at least or four for the sake of Blackhawks winning. I don't know. But, yeah, go Blackhawks. I'm definitely – I definitely think we're in the series. Like, I'm not – I've definitely not lost hope for this yet. We're, we're still We're still, We're still. still optimistic. We're still confident. Definitely. It's not like one, the Nashville series where yeah. we're down 2-0. It's like uh, – 1-1, one, 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 Duncan Keith said it best. 1-1 one, one is a good spot to be in. Especially so. that they won the first game too. Yeah. All right. And and they know they just got to get back to what they did in game one, back to basics. So, obviously, we're Blackhawks podcast. We have two guests that are from different, that are going to give us different perspective because obviously there's 24 teams teams playing. Um, we're going to have on Thursday Allison Lucan from uh, The Athletic, who writes for The Athletic. So, we'll have our first athletic member on the podcast. Uh, she writes for. Cleveland, so she writes for Columbus Blue Jackets and Blackets. Yeah, I can't even talk. Columbus Blue Jackets, and she writes, I believe, for the Ohio State uh, men's and women women hockey team. I oh. hope I did not uh, get that wrong, but yeah, she's going to be on. And then our, I think our good friend Jake is going to be on as well. He's a Flyers fan, so we're going to get some Flyers perspective in there. See if he comes on. So uh, yeah, definitely looking excited or uh, looking forward for the next podcast. Vinny, do you have anything else to add before we uh, close it off? Nope, nope. Uh, hopefully, we can we can see a Hawks win tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Would much love that. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Vinny, for uh, hopping on the podcast. It was nice to just us two Canadians, you and I, talking together. It was a short one, but uh, I think we covered a lot. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. So, for Pierce and Vinny, take it easy, everyone. Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, social distance, and wear your mask. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye bye.